Well, just when you'd almost forgotten about cross country, the IAAF hosted the pinnacle of that event this past weekend in Giang, China. Now, of course, Canada sent a team full of rising stars and athletes hungry to prove themselves on the world stage, including top results from Justin Knight, who finished an impressive 25th in the men's junior race, Brendan McDougall, 42nd in the women's junior race, and my two guests on today's show. Kelly Weeb, he's an up-and-comer who is the top Canadian senior men's placer. We talk cross-country, keeping healthy in the BC Endurance Project, and Rachel Hanna also joins me on today's show. Registered dietitian by day, distance runner by night. We talk about eating healthy, cold winters in Ontario, and so much more. You're listening to The Terminal Mile, a Tracky Radio production. This is The Terminal Mile. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Tracky.ca, and Twitter as well at The Terminal Mile. And our first guest on today's show is fresh off the plane back from Giang, China, where he raced the IAAF World Cross Country Championships and placed 50th in the world, the best placing of any of the senior men from Canada. Currently training with the BC Endurance Project, welcome to the show, Kelly Weeb. Thank you. Thanks for having me. First of all, congratulations on your race, top Canadian uh, senior men's finisher, and what looks like a fairly decent field. Walk me through that race. What strategies did you have uh, in mind going into that race, and did you follow through with them? Yeah, um, this is my third go-around with the uh, World Cross Country Championships, so I kind of had an idea what to expect. Um, like The race always goes out like a bat out of hell, and it's just extremely fast, and especially this year because the... The way the course was set up, it kind of bottlenecked in the first two, three hundred meters. So I kind of expected to go out extremely hard, and uh, um, the the goal was just to uh, get through the first lap, uh, stay on my feet, try not to lose a shoe or anything like that, like I did in Poland. But and then after the first lap, just uh, easing the pace and try to pick people off, and that's that's pretty much how I followed through. Like I followed through pretty well. Um, the first lap, I saw myself in, I think, 81st position, and then I just slowly picked people off, and by the last lap, I was in uh, 50th, so I managed to pick off 31 people throughout the race, and strategy worked out well, and yeah. Now, one of the things about cross-country is that the course can sometimes play a really big factor in how the race plays out. Uh, what was running that, that course like, and how did it compare to some of the courses that you might come across in Canada? Uh, this this course, I, I you know I was thinking about it and it's probably the, one of the best cross country courses I've ever run on. Just it's just a true cross country course. There's a few hills, a few uh, obstacles, and there's a little bit of mud. But in general, it's a pretty firm ground. You could actually really get rolling, rolling, and get your momentum going. So um, the way this course was set up, like I said before, is it uh, started off pretty wide and then it bottlenecked in the first 200 meters. And then uh, there's just a gradual incline for the first uh, 1K of each loop. The, the loops were 2K in total, but there was a general incline up to the 1K point. And then after the 1K point, it kind of went downhill and uh, through a few turns. So it, it was a really good course. You could really get going on it and uh, find a rhythm. And uh, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, in comparison to other cross-country courses in Canada, I would have to say it'd be the most similar to uh, Kingston. I raced Kingston, I forget what year it was, but it's the CIS Championships. And uh, the, I found that the, the ground there was pretty firm as well. And you can, There's a few muddy patches, but 
you could really get rolling, find your momentum on the course, and there's a few hills and a few turns. So for people out there in Canada kind of wonder what it was like, I'd say if you've raced Kingston's course, it'd be pretty similar to that. Definitely, definitely. I think they, they raced it this year, and those were some pretty fast times on there just because it's a lot of rock underneath there. So, yeah, yeah. So similar sort of thing, eh? Yeah, I'd say it's it's pretty similar. The only difference, obviously, was the altitude. Um, that, I think that played a pretty big factor in the race. Obviously not with the cannons because they come down from whatever, eight, eight 7,000 feet. But for, for us guys that come from sea level, sea level or close to sea level it's uh it was a bit of an adjustment and that's i think what made for some pretty slow times out there from the looks of it you're part of a, a pretty talented field with uh kenya and ethiopia as usual sending some of their best guys uh what sort of take-home lessons were you able to pick up from racing with those guys <laughs> racing is uh it's a funny way to say it. I, I wasn't really racing those guys they were so far ahead but uh <laughs> one of the things that you know one of the things that I admire about those guys is that they just run without fear, you know? They, like for us guy, for us Canadians, at least, um, there's always the obstacle of the altitude and then, and uh, the, the fast start. But for those guys, they just, they just get after it and like they, they just want to win so bad they don't think of anything else. And I really admire that about them. That they just run without fear and they just go straight to the front and they blow up, they blow up, but they, uh, they really know how to, had a race, a cross-country race, or I guess any race in general. But yeah, it's just that's one of the things I really admire about the Kenyans and Ethiopians. Taking a look at the team that Canada sent, it's made up of a lot of younger guys, guys who I'm sure uh, will definitely make their marks in the sport within the next few years. Running with that team this past weekend, who really impressed you, and who should we be watching for off of that team? Um, one guy I'd have to say is Justin Knight. He's on, he was on the junior team, but uh, this guy shows a lot of potential. He's uh, He obviously did extremely well at the World Cross-Country Cross, cross Country Championships. I think he placed like 25th or something like that. But um, this guy doesn't run very much mileage right now, and he's doing extremely well. I think he just got into the sport recently. And um, one of the things I admire about Justin is that he, he just – he always wants to learn more. He wants to be better. And like, he's one of the only guys that I've ever experienced that actually came up to me and asked me, you know, what, what can I look out for? How can I improve and all that kind of stuff. And so he wants to learn, he wants to be better. And he obviously shows the extreme talent. And also he's, uh, one of the most confident, confident guys I know. And you put him in a room with a bunch of good looking Australian girls and <laughs> he'll, he'll, uh, He'll show you what the definition of confidence is, but he's, he's a pretty, pretty good guy, yeah. So he'll, he'll be a good guy to look out for in the next couple of years. You stamped your ticket for the World Championships last uh, November at the Canadian Nationals. That's a fairly long time ago. Uh, now, with that much of a gap and coming off big training miles for that uh, that fall marathon that you attempted, how did you approach training for World Cross? Um, cross country is one of those things where... It's just it's just so strength based that you don't really need to be too too sharp. But in saying that, the top guys are extremely sharp. If you want to be at the at the front, I think you really got to be rolling. And I think that's why some of the guys, like the Australians and the Europeans, are kind of coming off their, dom their domestic season. So they're they're extremely sharp and they tend to do fairly well at the World Cross Championships. So um, for me, I was just. Uh, 
maintaining my strength, putting in high mileage. And then near the end, I was uh, kind of sharpening up a bit with a few races. And that, that really tends to work well for me. Um, but uh, if there's one thing I could, I could change, it would be maybe having a few more cross-country races put in there just to get uh, that mental mindset, you know, mindset down for cross-country. And I know in previous years, Canada has sent a few runners to, to Europe to race in like the Edinburgh uh, meet and a few other ones down in Europe before the world cross champs. And I think that'd be hugely beneficial. You know, on that topic, there aren't, as you mentioned, really any high profile Canadian cross country races between nationals and worlds. How do you think that more cross country races in the winter months would affect uh, the results of yourself and your team? And do you think that, uh, you know, there'd be interest from both athletes as well as, you know, supporters and, and spectators? Yeah, I would love to see, I know I would love to see more cross country races in the in the winter time. It's just in Canada, it's it's nearly impossible just because of the weather. The only place you could really hold them would be in Vancouver, Victoria, or something like that. But we're in the states. But uh, yeah, I would love to see that. Um, I know they used to have their the national cross country trial or the world cross country trials in I think February, and it was always held I think in the states or in Victoria. And uh, I think that'd be hugely beneficial for guys on the world team, um, just because you you kind of maintain that cross country stimulus. Um, I think there'd be quite a bit of support for it. Um, and I'm just talking around with different people. I mean, there's t- there's a lot of people that would be in favor of having that kind of setup or scenario. Um, and like I said before, I think Canada used to send a few runners out to to Europe for the Edinburgh meet. I, I know I got asked one year and I couldn't go because I was, I was had commitments to the uh, university team. But um, if I was given that opportunity again to go to to Europe before World Cross, I would definitely go and and just uh, you know turn the wheels on in a few cross country races out there to try to better myself at the World Champs. Bit of a change of topic here, but it is a big year in the track world with Pan Ams and World Track. Uh, now that this is done, out of the way, what's the focus for you this season? Yeah, I've uh, I have to talk about that a little bit more with my coach. But right now, um, I'll be doing a few road races. I'll be doing the Vancouver Sun Run coming up here in April, and then uh, the Ottawa 10K, which is also the Canadian Champs. And um, I'll be hitting the track a few times this summer as well. Um, not quite sure where I'll be uh, doing it, but I, I want to run 10,000 and maybe a few 5,000s on the track and try to hit the Pan Am standard. And uh, who knows, maybe if things go really well, I'll get a world standard. But uh, right now, the focus is mainly just, just on the roads and just trying to maintain that strength. Last year, you attempted to do the uh, Scotia-Toronto Waterfront Marathon, but had to drop out due to a, an injury. Is the marathon something that you'd like to see yourself doing more of in the future? And uh, what are some goals that you have for that? Yeah, I always said that I was more of a road guy or a cross-country guy. Um, it's just where my true passion lies. I'm not, I'm not too heavy on the on the track as compared to most other distance runners in Canada. But um, yeah, I, I think my, my future does lie in the marathon. Um, I, I think I'll make another attempt sometime this fall. Uh, I don't know where it's going to be yet, but uh, I'd love to actually finish a race, finish a marathon, mm-hmm. and uh, gauge from that. But 
Yeah, I just I just love love the roads. I love the longer stuff. I tend to do really well in training when we do like the longer tempo progression run kind of stuff. So I definitely want to have a solid attempt at the marathon and uh, see where that takes me. You're originally from Saskatchewan, now living in British Columbia, go Lions, and training with the uh, BC Endurance Project with guys like Dylan Mikes and uh, Luke Bruchette. Uh, what has it done for your training working with guys like that in an environment that's been frequently described as very supportive? Uh, yeah, BC Endurance Project is has been great. Um, it was one of those things that I, I didn't really expect to get into when I moved out here. There was nothing set up when I moved out, so it was kind of a nice surprise. Um, training with guys like Dylan and Luke has been great, and also Jeff Martinson and and a few other guys. Uh, I have the opportunity to work on all fronts of my running, just my uh, longer stuff with Dylan and then my shorter stuff on the track with Dylan and – or sorry, with uh, Luke and Jeff. So I get to uh, have great guys to train with in all aspects of my running, and and uh, it's, just, it's just a family. That's what it is. It's, it's a team atmosphere, and it's something you kind of need, at least for me, uh, post-university coming off that, that team – a team feeling so uh it's been great um and then the bc endurance project they obviously provide a few a few uh, good things for us as a group uh whether it be physio massage or you know a little travel allowance here and there so it's just it's really really helpful for for guys coming out of university like me how important do you think it is that there are projects like the bcep uh you know is it is it really integral for success in canadian athletics in your opinion Oh, for sure, yeah. I think so. Um, yeah, like I said, uh, guys coming out of university, they, they don't really know where to go or what to do. Um, they they want to keep running, and they want to keep uh, like achieving their goals in, in, in the athletics area. But uh, it, it's tough when you don't have a group to go to because you're, you're coming off a team atmosphere in university, and then all of a sudden, um, all of a sudden it's gone. And Yeah, so you're coming off a... You know a team atmosphere and I think things like like Guelph's doing also a great job with the Speed River crew and then the BC Endurance Project out west now it's it's this key um, for the team and then also the uh, financial aspect of it when athletes you know it's not the most lucrative of sports so when you have any kind of financial support it goes a long way um, so like I said before with travel or accommodation and uh or like anything financial helps out as a runner. So it's just a great thing to have. And I think it's extremely beneficial for up and coming athletes in Canada. It's been a year now since you had that scary incident where you uh, saw yourself getting very sick in the United States with no medical insurance. Uh, tell me about that. And have you become a little more conscious about your health as a result of it? Yeah, it's one of those things where when you live in Canada, you always take that kind of stuff for granted. You think, oh, I know that'll never happen to me, you know. Canada is a pretty clean, sanitary place. You never really expect to get that sick, but um, yeah, I was I was just blind to it. I mean, I was just young and oblivious, and yeah, I got really, really sick in California. And I honestly, there were some points where I thought I was going to die. Like it was so extremely bad and painful, and <laughs> it was it was awful. Hmm. And yeah, now I'm almost the complete opposite of them. I'm almost to the point where I'm paranoid of, of getting sick. I'm constantly making sure that no like scratch or 
like I just got spiked in the weekend in China. I'm like, oh man, I gotta get some some uh, you know alcohol in there to make sure it doesn't get infected and all that kind of stuff. So um, yeah, my mentality is, is completely switched. Uh, definitely won't be going anywhere without travel insurance again. <laughs> so, I was gonna ask if you if you brought some uh, some travel insurance with you to China this year. Oh, definitely, uh, definitely not taking that risk ever again. It's not worth it. <laughs> Kelly Weeb, you can find him on Twitter at kweebly. Uh, thanks for joining me on the show today, and congratulations again uh, on your race at Worlds. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Go Rough Riders. You're listening to The Terminal Mile, a Canadian running podcast available through all the big podcast services and tracky.ca. This week, we're focusing on the IAAF cross-country worlds that took place last weekend across the Pacific in Giang, China. And my next guest was not only there representing Canada in the women's senior race, but also placed a very respectable 25th overall. Rachel Hanna is a long-distance runner who trains with the University of Toronto Track Club and is a registered dietitian. Welcome to the show, Rachel. Thank you very much, Michael. It's a pleasure to be here and to talking with you today. First of all, congratulations on your race this past weekend. Coming across the line at the end, the video shows you with a pretty serious race face on. Uh, what was your plan heading into that race, and did it hold up? Yeah, thank you very much. Um, you know, my race plan was to go out and uh, stick with uh, the first half of the field and really to just build uh, throughout the race and um, you know leave it all on the course. So I was uh, about 35th uh, halfway through and um, very happy with um, that and kind of moving up to, uh, towards uh, the front of the pack. I think I maybe approached uh, 21st place at one point but couldn't quite hang on, but definitely very happy with uh, 25th overall. So goal achieved. <laughs> now you seem to balance your racing time between the track, uh, road, and cross country. How do you prepare for a race like Worlds versus, say, a road race or a track race? Yeah, I think um, between road, cross-country, and track, the preparation is fairly similar, um, except for, you know, time of year and uh, training locations and availability. Um, Main difference, you know, between uh, this preparation in particular was just a little bit more hill training. I think that really uh, prepared me well uh, for the hills on the course. Um, And, you know, softer surface where possible for cross-country, too. Um, you know, track a few more quick sessions uh, before uh, major peak races, but uh, really similar preparation across the board. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're living in Ontario right now, and I also live in Ontario, and I know what the winter was like here. Uh, you know, how did you uh, how did you stay you know on top of your game throughout such a tough winter like this past one? Yeah, just uh, toughed it out. You know, it. Um, the silver lining in this winter, actually, compared to last winter, was at least the footing was pretty good. There was really only a couple times that I had to use the treadmill, luckily. So um, aside from the cold, I just the cold weather, I just dressed properly, uh, made sure my face was protected, and uh, if it was, you know, too cold, I did, like I said, live on the treadmill or use the indoor track, but... Um, I think, if anything, the cold weather just makes you tougher. And uh, even though it is hard at the time when you come in, there's really no better feeling. So I can really uh, just completed something when it's not chilly. I've read that you actually prefer cross-country over track. However, there doesn't seem to be many cross-country options for athletes here in Canada. Why do you think that is? And do you think that uh, there would be the athletes and the interest for a series of post-collegiate cross races every year? Um, when I kind of think about it, I think I do like cross-country track and road um, equally since I think uh, the diversity really it helps keep the sport interesting um, and it helps me stay strong in many different ways. Um, I do think, you know, cross-country 
growth. I, I think it's tough for Canada um, to add more cross-country races. Um, it's hard to say. No weather is a factor. Um, but definitely, you know, the money's on the roads. So, but, you know, all in all, I do really like all disciplines equally and keep more interesting. You know, there's been a lot of talk about gender equality in cross-country. What are your feelings on making the women's race uh, as long as the men's race? I think, uh, you know, a 12-kilometer race would be fine. Women can handle the increase in um, distance. Um, but I do think 8 kilometers is fine. I think it prepares you for a distance that you can race multiple times in a season. And, you know, excellent preparation for anything from, you know, 5K to 10K, which is really um, my primary focus. So it really fits well in a season for me. So I think it's actually fine where it's at. Well, you know, and the, it has been thrown around quite a bit that uh, the shorter distance will attract more more people to the sport. Do you think that is the case, or do you think that maybe, um, you know, perhaps a longer race, you'd still have the same number of people coming out and participating? I think uh, when you're at a senior level, I think you would have the same number. Um, I think when you're a bit younger, the, obviously the shorter distance would be more appealing. You just simply don't have as uh, many miles on, on your legs. So I think for the younger uh, population, uh, the shorter distance is uh, key. But I think eight kilometers, I don't think it would really um, encourage more participation if it was uh, shorter. It's, uh, it's a big year as far as the track world is concerned. What are your goals and uh, plans for the year? And what are your big races that you're training for? Yeah, so um, my goals this year, I just I really want to continue to set a personal best. Uh, I was really fortunate in 2014. It was a great year. Um, you know, want to and set personal best at the 5K, 10K, um, half marathon, um, those key distances. And, um, you know, I have interest in racing longer races like the 10K more frequently just to get stronger too. Um, first races, plan back. I'm going to train for the next month and, um, and then just focus in May. There'll be a few races like the Canadian Road Championship, the 10K and Half Marathon. That's sort of the short-term goal for the next uh, major races. And I just want to continue and uh, just uh, focus on continued, uh, you know, improvement and focus and consistency. As mentioned earlier, you work as a registered dietitian. How do you balance both training as well as working in your profession? Um, that's right, and, and I'm quite fortunate uh, to be in a profession where, um, you know, I'm encouraging uh, balance and healthy eating. It falls in line, uh, you know, with training too. I talk to people on a daily basis about the importance of physical activity, and I think it helps motivate me too, talking about it every day. Um, I'm in a really positive environment right now. Um, some days, you know, it is a challenge. I think, um, you know, sometimes recovery time, maybe not sleeping as much uh, as I would like or getting up early, but it is possible, you know, you just make it happen. I get up at, you know, 5.30 to do my easy runs, and um, it is possible to balance both. But uh, it does take a lot of planning ahead and uh, focus and just overall motivation level. So, But if you love something enough, you know, you'll make it work. You kind of touched on this earlier, but uh, as someone who works with nutrition, do you find that parts of your work has crossed over into your training? And uh, if so, do you think that has given you a bit of an edge over your competition? Absolutely. Um, you know, I believe in obviously food as fuel and, uh, you know, eating well, you notice a direct correlation in your energy levels and performance. Um, you know, when I started uh, in university, I was uh, actually studying psychology and then I switched over to uh, nutrition. As soon as I made that transition, I noticed my time started to improve. It's hard to say if that was the direct uh, relationship, but um, now, you know, I've just learned so much about uh, eating well, you know, timing throughout my day. Um, having the right uh, fuel before my workouts and afterwards, um, and also 
you know, this trip, it really taught me too the importance of um, traveling with um, a lot of snacks and meals ahead of time just to make sure you're comfortable, you're eating your regular food so that you arrive on race day and you're not experiencing um, any discomfort or digestion issues. You can just, you know, go in with a clear mind and focus and feel really good and energized. And because you never know when you're traveling what's going to be available. So, um, by all means, it helps me every single day to be able to feel you know, energetic and, and compete at my best. Last year, you had a great year winning the National uh, Cross Country title, the Canada Running Series title, and a bronze at the National 5,000 meter race. Uh, what's been your biggest accomplishment so far? Yeah, uh, thanks. You know, it was such an honor to win uh, those national titles and the competitive road races last year. Um, I do actually think my my biggest accomplishment is just continued consistent improvement. Now you train with the University of Toronto Track Club alongside uh, quite a few runners who have been making a lot of noise recently. Uh, What do you think it is that makes that program so successful? Yeah, I think, you know, the coaching staff are are excellent and there's a lot of talent there, hard work, consistency, um, good rapport with all the athletes too. Um, For me personally, I've just put my situation with working full time. I actually do a lot of training on my own and with a couple uh, training partners who are able to be really flexible and accommodating and meet up with me when I'm able to uh, fit in my workouts. So um, I do do a lot on my own, a little bit more um, on the track, and they're great at letting me, you know, use the facilities when needed too. Um, but a lot of it is uh, solo done. Rachel Hanna is freshly back from the IAAF Cross Country World Championship, where she placed 25th. Thanks a lot for joining us on the show today, Rachel. Yeah, you're welcome. It was a pleasure being here. Thanks very much. Well, that wraps up another edition of the Terminal Mile. Big thanks to our guests this week, Kelly Weeb and Rachel Hanna, for taking the time to be on the show, to track you for their ongoing support, and if you want to catch any on-demand video from this past weekend, be sure to go there as well. Also, big thanks to you for listening, and a big congratulations to the team who went and competed in China as well. Don't forget you can find us on Twitter at the Terminal Mile and on Stitcher, TuneIn, iTunes, and of course, tracky.ca. You've been listening to the Terminal Mile, a tracky radio production.